KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, good Saturday. It's raining, and if it's not raining, it will. It was. It will be. Yeah. Holy smokes, it's a wet puppy today. And we might be talking about water. Home Improvement Show. Yep. This is the Helitech Foundation and Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, also sponsored by Gutterworks. This is Scott Mosby. One hour today, we've got Cardinal Baseball. I hope uh, coming up the pregame show right after the home improvement show, I have some phone lines for you. I am waiting here, bated breath, holding my breath, turning red until you call me at 314-436-7900-436-7900-800-925-1120. For the family of KMOX, you know how this works. For the newcomers, welcome aboard. Do it yourself. Bring it on. It's how we all learn. I am really interested in bringing in the new homeowners, those that are new to home ownership, fixing doorknobs, making stuff work, looking for problems around the house, and how to get them fixed when there's something awry. Phone lines here at University of KMOX. My name is Scott Mosby. The phone lines are here for you, 314-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. I've been on this radio program for some 22 years. I really enjoy this every week. I get to talk to tens of thousands of my favorite friends, Yes, you. Uh, We have a little thing going on where we share our best ideas, some of our questions, a little help from our friends, answers from the listeners. Uh, I am certainly the arbiter, if you will. I get to choose, um, you know, where we go with the show. Today, it's going to be rain. If I want to talk about sunshine and clear weather, it's probably not going to happen. This is definitely a listener guided radio topic 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 we've got a little bit of rain and wet weather coming over the next few days as we've had in the past uh, boy howdy the grass the plants the trees and the weeds are very happy are they not you bet a little bit of rain some lightning last night oh yeah, we're off and running anyway Uh, Bring it on. We're going to talk about this. Keep in mind, though, uh, yesterday was the summer solstice, June 21st, the longest sunshine day of the year. So we are just around the corner from really hot days. Yeah, hot, humid, close for those of you that know what it is. So keep in mind, we will be on the deck, the patio, outdoor entertaining, playing the yard games, the badminton, all the things that happen when families and people get together, whether it's at a park, at the river beach, on the the backyard, whatever it is. So you know, guests are coming. Uh, to your house or you're bringing it to somebody else's home. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. 
Uh, we're inside a lot. As the temperature increases and good, good old St. Louis humidity stays up there as it is today, we will talk and be indoors more. So uh, we think about things in the dead of winter when the house is all closed up. We go through spring and fall, open up the house, the windows, opportunities, which, by the way, in between the raindrops over the next few days, this might be a great opportunity to open up the doors and windows and uh, bring the screens down, make sure everything is working just right in your home. Get a little fresh air ventilation in there. Uh, we, are, we are living in a manufactured or built environment, if you will. So there are building materials. Plastics have become more and more over the last 20 years. So the off-gassing or the normal aging process of manufactured materials, that's a real thing. So you know, open the windows, get a little bit of fresh air. When Mother Nature cleans all the air outdoor, as in giving it a bath, uh-huh. All this rainstorm has a great purpose in cleaning the air. If you've driven down the streets, as I just did, man, I never saw the streets so clean in my life. They just had a gully washer to kind of vacuum and evacuate everything. Right on down to MSD. Metropolitan Sewer District has their hands full on days like today because they go from zero to 60, boom, over in a minute. And, uh, you know, again, like you or me, I don't think you and I want to build our church for Easter Sunday. We'll build our treatment plants to the maximum. Po- no, no, that's hard to fund. So we wind up with, um, you know, floods and area problems it, it just because, um, you know, the infrastructure in this city are 100 years old, sometimes 150 yeah. So anyway, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I own Mosby Building Arts, a local uh, licensed architecture firm here in St. Louis and a full construction company. Over the years, we've learned that it doesn't matter what you call yourself when you get it right. That's what matters. So we've had to couple, combine, and uh, team together in one company, a full architectural company, as well as the construction company. And then if you've ever been married or had a relationship, that communication thing, yeah, even living in the same house, it's kind of tough. Well, that's kind of how our company is built. We try to minimize the communication problems by maximizing communication with clients, ourselves, trade partners, vendors, all of that to try and get the smooth production happening at your home. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Back for more after this. I am Scott Mosby, truly at your service here on KMOX. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Oh, yes, indeed. Home improvement. We have a sprint going on today. Let's get fired up. And uh, Bosco's running, creating all the electric we need here at KMOX. Start with my friend Art. Hey, Art. Good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help, sir? Hello, Art. Are you there? Uh oh. What have I done? Try this. You there, Art? Well, I've turned everything on. Well, we'll see. Let's put him on hold. See what we've got for Sarah. Sarah, are you there? Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Yes. Uh, I am living in Western Rose, Missouri, and I've noticed a trend now with painting brick houses. And my question is, if I decide to paint a brick house, what are some things I need to look for? I'm thinking immediately tough painting. But the other thing is, uh, how long does painting last? The thought of having peeling paint on bricks is repugnant to me. 
Well, uh, painting brick is, um, you know, you're starting to dance with the devil. Number one, brick doesn't really need a lot of maintenance other than the tuck pointing, maybe a little bit of waterproofing if you have really old porous brick. Once you start painting brick, you will be in that paint cycle, so it's a recurring maintenance thing. Tuck pointing happens every four decades, 40 years roughly if it's done properly, uh, and that needs to be done before the painting gets done. The other thing important to know is you read really, really need to go to a pro paint store and tell them what you're trying to do and have them set you up with everything you need from primer to top coat paint because if you use the wrong paint, for example, if you use a, a solvent-based paint on that product, you create a detergent, a chemical situation where the paint literally turns into soap suds. So. Uh -huh. Yeah, so you really need to stay with the latex. But anyway, my point being that when you start messing with the alkalis, the lime in block, and the, the clay in the brick, uh, it becomes a chemistry project, and that's when you need a really smart supplier. And I talk about this teamwork and design build and all that stuff. This is where everybody needs to vote on this to make sure your paint, if you're going to do that, Sarah, really works. Yeah, well, I would not do it myself. I'd have a professional do it. But it looks so, all the houses just look so fresh and refurbished. But the idea is that, to me, it just seems like painting brick uh, looks great, but I don't know about that long term. Well, the staining of the brick, is that your question? Well, I, they look to me like they're painted, but I'm not sure. It's yeah. just, there are a lot of houses in Webster now uh, coming up with this. It's not the natural color of the brick. That's yeah. not what's there. It's something very different. And they all look gorgeous, but the idea of painting brick is beautiful, but I'm just worrying about the upkeep. Yeah, whatever you do, that's that's valid. Now, you can stain brick. Staining brick is much different. That is absolutely a professional thing because not only is that a chemistry project, it becomes a colorant-pigment combination issue. Uh, we've stained bricks at, at Mosby Building Arts a few times, and really some smart somebody comes to town, starts doing testing on that. But, it, you know, if you're talking about a lot of brick on a house and the house is really well bricked, uh, you know, well-built, good brick, and it's just the color that, you know, just doesn't appeal anymore. They can stain the brick uh, pretty long-term, but it gets into epoxies and some pretty high-tech, high-solvent materials. So staining is possible, painting is possible, paint has more maintenance than staining. Okay, then maybe what I'm seeing is staining. You're doing some exterior work in Webster right now, which what made me think, oh, I'll ask you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, so uh, staining is maybe what I'm thinking about, and then I just get some professionals to do it. Yeah, it's, uh, it is professionals. It can be staining. It We're seeing it more and more and more. Uh, we're offering it as designers on changing colors and such. Uh, so absolutely, staining is possible. But it is, you know, I mean, for all 10 people out there that do it, you only want to deal with the one or two at the top because, you know, it does last. And, boy, howdy, you don't want to mess up the color. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Okay, Sarah, thanks for the call. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Home Improvement, KMOX, Scott Mosby. Let's try this one more time, see if my buddy Art is alive here. Hey, Art, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. Are you still with us, my friend? Uh-oh. 
Maybe I lost Art. Anyway, uh, phone lines are open for you. 314-436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. What Sarah was talking about was literally staining brick. Um, and it is very different than painting. It, um, uh, it, think of it in terms of a wood finish on your deck. You know, if you paint that deck, you're using a completely opaque, which means you can't see through that product at all. It's a paint. Uh, it may be uh, semi-water resistant as well. Uh, and it doesn't really interact with the look of the grain of the wood. So you just put this color over it like laying a sheet and all you see is that top sheet of paint. Staining, on the other hand, soaks into that substrate, uh, wood on a deck and brick on a house, and it reacts with the colors um, and all of that. Cleaning the brick, cleaning the deck is very, very important. Having them really, really dry, which in St. Louis in the summertime can be a bit of a challenge just because of our humidity. Uh, so it's, it's quite a big deal. Uh, anyway, so be aware that staining of brick is possible. Of course, staining of decks is possible. Um, and it's very high-tech, and it is not a do-it-yourself product uh, or project. Uh, let's see what's cooking with my friend Paul. Paul, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help, sir? So, um, yes, I have a bathtub and uh, sur uh, surround. Yep. Um, with, and we put up a uh, ceramic tile wall uh, around, the, around the bathtub yeah. about three years ago. I guess the bathtub isn't necessarily level, so there's a little bit of a gap that's larger in the corner yeah. uh, by the faucet. But anyway, um, so I'll caulk it, and years later, about a year later, the caulk starts breaking down, and then I got to recaulk again. Yeah, is there? And I'm using that caulk that, uh, for the ceramic tile. It's got the sand in it. Um, you can get it at any of the big box stores. Sure, sure. Well, what I'm talking about. Keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind. Um, rocket science caulking on any kind of a semi-damp substrate um, has a limited bond. So yeah. uh, what most commonly gets missed on caulking a bathtub or painting a house or whatever it is, is the is really, really drying out the substrate. Because yeah. the more you dry out the substrate, the more those pores are. When you put the caulk in, the caulk soaks into that stuff, bites and sticks better. And keep in mind that sealing the grout above it too, Paul, if you get moisture through that grout behind that tile, um, you're, no, you're going to boil the, the wonderful caulk off from behind too. Oh really? So, so it's, even though I got the red guard behind on on the on the cement board, yeah, um, I probably need to seal that. Is what you're saying? But right. I, I guess I just wonder if there's a better brand of caulk that that will last longer. But I guess because the water just hits in that area, because in the back end of the tub, it never seems to break down, but it starts peeling against the wall, and then it starts leaking in the basement. Yeah. In the back area where my, where my furnace is. Well, you're not alone. I mean, every frame floor structure sags and dips and your tub's riding on top of that wood floor structure. So you're not alone. That You know, those corners sag. It, it, don't worry. That, that's your par for the course on having a high spot and a low spot. Uh, the issue is, and, and caulk choices, uh, if you use a silicone caulk, which you can, but you must, 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 must make it dry. 
uh, or yeah, else that silicone is that. worthless. Uh, if you use a latex, that's a semi-porous material. Latex paint and latex caulk both let moisture move backwards in and out. Uh, I don't like latex caulk, caulk in a wet environment yeah. like that. And that's probably okay. what's in that sanded caulk, in my opinion. might have a little bit of siliconized latex. Yeah, I, I go either to silicone to or urethane. So I'll just look for a silicone or urethane clear caulk, I guess, rather than matching the color with the with the grout. Well, you'd be you can also try the colors too. Uh, the well, I have. I mean, that's what's been on here, and that's what starts breaking down after about a year. Well, keep in mind, so. Paul, that, that a lift or the maximum thickness of a caulk application is about an eighth of an inch to three sixteenths. So, if you're filling up a quarters a quarter of an inch, your caulk by nature will, uh, will shrink. Oh. Well, uh, whatever, you know, when we put those boards on or put the cement board on, we, you know, you put a nail above the top. I guess the problem with it is there's no lip on the top behind the wall. So it's oh, just all running maybe. back down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ouch, yeah. That's now, now, did your cement board go down inside the tub lip? There better be a tub lip. No, there isn't a tub lip. <whistles> Believe it or not, there's not a tub lip on here. That's the frustrating part. We put a, 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 a new shower um um, floor in, and that has a lip, but this does not. And I don't know I, when we pulled it off is when we figured out it didn't have a lip. And it's like, wow, why? Why would this? Yeah. Why, why, why did they put this type of tub in? But um, well, yeah, it, no in, lip the, on here. in Southern Missouri, the way we talk about that is that ain't right. And <laughs> you yeah. should have a tub lip because everything fails, and that tub lip is what keeps that water from going into your basement. Period. Without yeah. that, you're on uber awareness. I mean, you solely hold the water security of that tub. Without a lip, you're toast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I know. I, I know. That's, that's been a frustrating part. And I don't know why they, when they put this tub in, they didn't do it right the first time. Yeah. Here now, People Paul, who own the house before us. Think of this. You can also put a urethane back deep. You know, if you've got, say, a quarter of an inch or an eighth of an inch below the cement board. And the reason we use cement board is because it does get wet. That's why we right. had, you know, so you, you rule number one is moisture gets back there. Um, so rule number two is do the best you can to dry it out. Most houses will do a good job. So you can use two different kinds of caulk and a color in the back and a clear in the front. Well, I can't get in the back now unless I take, unless I take everything down. But and that's well, like when I, I put this up through. Yeah, when I say the back, I mean pull all that caulk out and cut your yeah. cement board to an eighth of an inch, and then basically inject a nice eighth inch ribbon of on this really dry substrate with a urethane uh, of a decent color. You know, inject that. So I like a real skin. Sometimes we do this on countertops when we blind caulk it. We basically shove that caulk way back underneath the tile and we'll actually tape the face of the countertop or in your case tape the actual top of the tub so that when we you know slide or you know push that stuff back there we're not making a mess on the face of the tile or the tub and then inject it back in there strike it off it'll shrink a little wait a couple of days and then come back and put it what's known and put another and put down another little row, row, row of caulk, a normal caulk on there. Yes, sir. Three times of little beats one time of a lot. Before you know, or so a little bit matters because it, it will shrink. I mean, the older yeah, I get, yeah, yeah, I yeah. shrink. You know, everything shrinks. Right. So, so you think I should be able to inject some caulk then in behind that wall? You know, under in that gap there, and uh, yes, and, and, and push that in, and then let it dry out for a day or two, and then yep. go through it again, and then then then. Then put my ribbon of caulk around the tub and the and the uh, cement board. Absolutely, or my tile, my tile. 
Yeah, water seal and pretty may be two different um, applications. Water seal and oh, okay, gotcha. You follow? Okay. Yeah. Yes. What's the mission of those two different, you know, applic? Well, well one summer is, means shower either, so that's not that big a deal. But I guess when my kids are home, they want to use this. Yeah, the way I'd go at this is I'd dry that thing out, and then I'd hit yeah. it with a urethane back in there, really dry, and then I'd pick whatever pretty caulk I wanted on the top. And and just understand that, you know, a good caulking job lasts three years, maybe three and a half on a, you know, fairly lightly used tub shower. Yeah. Okay, very good. Thank you. All right, Paul. Good luck, my friend. Bye. Bye. There we go. A little bit of how do you take care of houses. So, I mean, if you're a new homeowner... This is yours, you know, 314-436-7900, you know, 1-800-CALL-ME-CENTRAL, and 800-925-1120. Uh, so, frankly, uh, I've been around the block a lot of times. I have learned the same thing eight or ten times because as products change, the methods and the maintenance as well as the construction process changes. What used to be true 30 years ago may be well, I mean, maybe flat wrong, uh, as in all the rotted, well, you know, all the stuff, the, the whole reason why my company does exteriors is days like today, you know, because having pretty siding is not the same as keeping the water managed on a house or a structure. It's a big deal. And they're two completely different missions. Uh, homeowners don't generally realize water gets behind siding. Water gets behind brick in a shower, tub shower. Water gets behind that ceramic tile. Um, you know, all that stuff counts. So now when that's the truth and you can't keep it out, that's a very different construction product, process, installation, drainage, moisture, all yada yada, on we go to keep that investment sound and, and paying off to the homeowner. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby, your service. Back on the horse, back for more here on KMOX. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, Scott Mosby here, and on a day like today when it's impossible to be dry outside, we're talking about making sure things are really dry before coating, you know, painting, uh, staining, uh, sealing your driveway, all of those things out there. It's very important that these substrates, whether you're painting your house, painting the dog house, uh, cleaning and sealing your deck dry, uh, asphalt uh, putting an asphalt coating on dry. Uh, all those things are really important. Now, some of these, once you get the whole mass dry, like the tile, you know, talking to, uh, uh, you know, about the, the tile, you know, it, it's important with Paul, get that stuff dry so that the caulk, the stain, the paint, whatever, the, the asphalt, you know, sticks to it. Uh, some of those products, uh, keep in mind, for example, if you're painting brick or uh, sealing asphalt driveways, you do need to temper it. Uh, so a dry substrate may actually need a little dusting of water on it before you put the coating on. For example, uh, look at asphalt driveway. Is that asphalt driveway, when you clean it and you wash it, it gets really dry for a few days. But when you put that coating on it, it might just dry so quickly to the surface that it doesn't bond. So if it's an asphalt emulsion, which is a water-based product, you put a little bit of moisture on it, tempering the surface so that it doesn't flash dry on the surface of that asphalt. A lot of stuff to this. I mean, you know, this is why it's so important for... Uh, 
homeowners to listen to this show. Uh, let's see what's cooking here with my buddy Larry. Hey, Larry, good morning. How you doing? How can I help you, friend? Uh, yes, a couple of weeks ago you had uh, somebody make a comment about uh, LED lights interfering with garage door opener remote controls. Yes, sir. And and I don't know who was on the call, but somebody recommended not to use LED lights because they would interfere. Just wanted to let you know my experience was I had that same problem. It took me a year to figure out that that was what was causing my remotes not to work. I went and bought um, Genie. LED lights designed for garage filters have not had an issue since. So they're a little bit pricey, but they are available and they work well. Before LED lights, I was constantly replacing my light bulb because the vibration of the garage door opener would break the filament. Now these have been good for a long time. Larry, that makes so much sense. Duh, duh. You know, Genie makes garage door openers. They sell light bulbs. As a consumer, I would walk in and think, why do I need a Genie? Well, yeah, I do for that LED. That that's uh, that makes a ton of sense to me. Yes, uh, I just wanted to make sure that they knew there was an option out there. All right. Hey, Larry, thanks a lot. I, we're all trying to get uh, light bulbs that last 10, 20, 30 years, trying to go to LEDs. So for garage door openers, uh, you're, you've had good experience with a Genie brand, which is a garage door opener manufacturer brand, uh, and that's a good one. Thanks, Larry. Yep. You're welcome. Thank you. There we go, folks. A little help from our friends here. Larry saying Genie, which is spelled G-E-N-I-E, um, and they are one of the main manufacturers or sellers of garage door operators, you know, the garage door automatic openers and closers and, and the lights and all. And, you know, keep in mind, some of these things are getting really high tech. For example, some of the brands um, have modules where you plug in a laser to show you how far your car pulls up so that little laser dot stops right on your or windshield wiper and the car's just right where it belongs. Uh, others have Wi-Fi connections. So these garage door openers are becoming um, wired and connected. So if you have a light bulb, an LED light bulb that messes with that frequency and just totally jams that signal, you know, you may have a ton of money invested in a nice boat anchor. Uh, let's see what's cooking with my buddy, Mark. Hey, Mark, Scott here. How can I help? Hey, Scott. Um, with the weather the way it is today, um, what's what's your uh, feeling on the um, gutter uh, shields with the, the mesh coating on them? Do those work better than other kinds? I know you, you sponsored are sponsored by Gutter Works, and I'm not familiar with those. Uh, you can help me out. I'm interested. Um, the mesh ones, well, first off, they all require some sort of maintenance. Uh, whether you have the hooded ones, the mesh ones, whatever they are. Uh, if you have mesh, you are exposed to having fine, like, oak tow, tassels, uh, maple squirt, stuff like that into it. Some of the mesh is so fine that they will get plugged by dirt and dust because let's, you know, say say it hasn't rained in St. Louis in your, for a month. Uh, think of all the stuff on the roof shingles. And when it rains, uh -huh. basically you're going to have a sludge slide coming down your roof. And that's when the, the mesh ones, the really fine ones, tend to get plugged up, require a little bit of maintenance. Um, you know, the hooded systems uh, take a little bit of maintenance because 
because when you get valleys inside valleys where you have two slopes, sure. two planes coming together, you know, you've got one and one and a, you know, the angle when you've got a four and 12 roof and a four and 12 roof, the carpentry math on that is now your valley is four and 17, meaning it is flatter. So the math okay. of that, so you've got this, um, uh, rush of water hitting an inside corner and that's when the 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 hood systems have problems as well as um icicles on it uh long and short here mark is um the open meshes uh, there there's an optimal not too fine not too big uh it's kind of like the you know moderate size right. I, pr I prefer the hoods there are mesh systems that work Be beware the really pricey ones okay <laughs> how's that thanks a lot for your help Okay, Mark, take care. Bye. Okay. There's also a mesh. I know I, I uh, missed uh, telling Mark about this. There's a foam rubber thing that goes in there that I just thought was the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, and then, and, and we at Mosby, we try this stuff out. We'll climb up on the roof at our office in Kirkwood, and we stuff this stuff in our gutters, and we see how it goes. Well, it worked really good until it froze. And then when it froze, you know, when you really want water and ice to get off your roof soon, uh, it didn't. So there are some, you know, everything, there is no nirvana and perfect anything as well as no maintenance free. What you're trying to do is let things get wet and then dry themselves out. If they can take care of themselves, then you've got a good deal. Uh, anyway, let's take a short pause, come back for more. My name is Scott Mosby. This is University of KMOX. I'm happy to be here. Even on this rainy day, uh, you know, let, let's all get together and talk on the phone, learn some stuff. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Gutterworks on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Oh, yeah, gutters. Gutters are important on a day like today. You know what? How important are they? Yeah, try not having them or having them plugged up, and you'll know exactly how important because having a small leak on uh, a roof it is not a big deal. And then if you have plugged up gutters and that small leak can't drain, get away from the house, it tends to fill up the soffit, the overhang inside your attic, down into your wall, you change a, you know, maybe, you know, few dollars, few hundred dollar repair to thousands. And over many years, you know, it might be tens of thousands of dollars. So don't mess with this stuff. Make sure your gutters are working. Anything... Um, you know, it's in, in water, especially in the middle part of this country, you need to get rid of that stuff, whether it soaks in humidity wise inside your wall, wall cavity inside that structure, or just coming from rainfall, yard drainage, whatever it is, it's important. Uh, anyway, uh, we tend to enjoy that kind of thing. Uh, let's go see with my friend what's cooking here with Dave. Hey, Dave, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you, my friend? Hi, Scott. I have a question uh, regarding uh, waterproofing, uh, concrete foundation, uh, cement walls. Mm -hmm. I, had, uh, I had a leak in the foundation and had uh, drain tile installed. And still I'm having some moisture buildup and black mold uh, occurring on the concrete foundation walls in this basement. Okay. Is there a, is there a sealer that, that I could get and... I've, I've tried to kill the mold with, you know, the mold killer and some bleach spraying on it. It just keeps coming back. Okay, Dave, um, 
a mold needs three things, semi-warm temperature, uh, dark, moist, and food. Um, so the ticket here is uh, you've got too much moisture in that basement. It may only be on the dry on that concrete, but my suggestion to you is that your basement, the air is too high of a humidity. If you go to the store, go right. to a hard- hardware store, and you get one of those $10 <clears throat> excuse me, indoor-outdoor thermometers with a digital readout for humidity, my guess is you're going to wind up being above 60%, maybe 80%. And no matter Uh what you seal that concrete with, your furniture will be covered with that stuff. Your concrete will be covered. So even if it's coming through the concrete, your best method is dry it out with a dehumidifier down there and fans to circulate that because anything in your basement will be covered with that black mold. You may not be able to see it. So dry the area. Just remove one of the three. The easiest one is a dehumidifier or dehumidifiers and then, you know, simple $10 box fan or your furnace blower running all the time, whatever it is. Make sure you move that air slash wet air and then make sure you run it past the coil of that dehumidifier. You dry that out and if the moisture is coming through the concrete, it just gets dried out anyway because a, a sealer, um, I'm basically giving you a thimble to bail out the Titanic. It just it's it's much ado about nothing. And to remove the mold from the concrete, uh, am I going about it the correct way? Uh, mildecides, you can get mildecides for cleaning decks. You can get mildecides, you know, so the bleach works for a while. The issue is you may need to scrub that uh, foundation right. because you may still have the fuzzy more spores. In the, in, the, in the pores of the concrete. Yeah, right. So you, even if you sealed it without cleaning that concrete, all you would be doing is, you know, basically painting a fuzzy wall. You know, you right. never would get to the concrete. So my, and the, 20 years ago, the concept is seal it, don't let it in now we've learned well you can't stop moisture in st louis it comes out of the air it's it's everywhere right. so you're going to have to dry that air in that basement and it may take you several um dehumidifiers depending on how big or how cornered it is move stuff away from the walls in your basement blow it around move that air around and dry it out is the real ticket for that dave Okay, we'll do. Thanks a lot. Yeah, remember that little ditch. I mean, we use these. We do consulting visits like this, and and we carry a very high-tech, very expensive $11 thermometer with a digital hygrometer. We just leave them around the house a few places, walk around, look at the house, come back and look at the numbers. And basically, I'm I'm pretty sure um, you're going to be too high. Anything above 55% grows mold, makes bugs real happy, and just not good for Mm -hmm. your health. So dry it out. And the darkness and the high humidity is just grown mold. Yeah, it's the same thing as in your shower, only it sits still longer with the lights out. So it really gets an mm-hmm. opportunity to take hold, and that's why you're really battling it. If you've got that growing for three years and you've never touched it, you might want to have it uh, you know, t- tested first because uh, you and I looking at a black wall can't tell good or bad mold. So, All right. Good luck, Dave. Thanks. Thanks a lot, sir. All right. Bye now. All right. And that's important. On a day like today in the Midwest, uh, Mother Nature's purpose for mold was to break everything back down, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, all that. You know, we're going back where we came from. Uh, So, you know, we come and we go. We're, you know, stewards of the earth for a little while, and then we move on. Well, that mold, and you are right now, even when you step out of the shower, you're covered with mold. 
you live in St. Louis. You live in the Midwest. That's the way it is. Now, even you get out into Colorado, the high uh, mountains or the desert where relative humidity can be very low, 14%, 10% relative humidity, you know, you still have mold on you because your body perspires and that moisture and then, you know, it, so mold grows on you, on everything else. It's not as big a problem, but here in St. Louis, uh, as we're talking, you know, especially with Dave, realize that sealing a concrete foundation doesn't stop the wet air in the basement or in our house or inside of our walls in our very home structures from growing goodies. So that's why it's so important. And that's why when I talk about exteriors and siding and brick and all of that, you know, there's siding and then there's water management, two different things. Home improvement, stay tuned. Scott Mosby, I'll be back for a few minutes after the top of the hour right here on University of KMOX. Oh, I love it.